Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season 10, episode 4 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Ring Around the Rosie. The IMDb user synopsis is Simon bursts his parents' malicious bubble. He's not dumping Rose, she moved in. When Simon accepts too easily to give Rose her marching orders, which she ignores, as they pay for the apartment, they hoped he wanted an excuse to break up and be with Sandy, who they prefer, this time partially true. The twins announce they have found true they have each found true love. Ruthie tries to get rid of Sam Walker, but neither Eric nor Martin agree to do her dirty work. After church teenagers class girl Lizzie Wheeler admits an unwanted pregnancy, Lucy doubts her decision to stay in pastoral work and envies Kevin's obviously excellent home parenting. Then Lizzie changes her story. Rosie sets an ultimatum. Martin tells Lucy he'll become a father. Uh, that's all I got from this episode, so let's yeah. just, that's it. I mean... End podcast now. Anyway, first impression. Um, this was definitely a downturn from the last episode, which I rated very highly, um, in that I was very bored, and <laughs> also they tried to, like, connect this, like, o- outside person... Lizzie. Yeah, to, like, the situation going on in the family, but I feel like they've ignored and or slightly set aside this Martin Sandy storyline so much, the impact of it is not the same. Well, I mean, it just keeps happening where, like, um, well, like, okay, so we're four episodes in. Sandy has been in every episode, but in three of the episodes now, she's been in Glen Oak in the first episode and the last episode and this one. She wasn't in Glen Oak in this one. But she was in probably in the se- in the second episode she was. Oh, okay. I thought she was. But, oh, yeah, she was. So yeah. the first three episodes she was like in Glen Oak, just like chasing Martin around, being like, "Please accept responsibility." So um, the fact that he's just not engaging her is like making this like for like makes it seem like he's like gonna get away with this, and she'll just fade into obscurity and have her baby and never bother him again. But alas, that will never happen. So, uh, the cold open, we learn that the social, the church social is a big success, and this is like Annie and the Rev are talking Mm -hmm. about it, and the Rev is still expressing, well, he just generally expresses his disgust for watching Ruthie dance all sexy, um, and Annie is like, whatever, um, and... Simon comes home. Yes, and they are like... Oh, this is great. Uh, Simon's going to give us the big news that he's broken up with Rose. Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, actually, she moved in. Okay, cut to credits. Okay, we're moving on. So we're going to start with Ruthie, whose storyline is just more of the same, just like moping about not being able to date Jack. And then now she's got this kid, Sam, his Sam Walker, Walker who is like, oh, you're going to go out with me now, right? So she asks the Rev, she's like, why don't you just, can you tell me that I can't go out with Sam so I can tell Sam that you said no? And I'm just thinking, why wouldn't she just tell Sam that her dad said no without him ever saying it? Because is he ever really going to verify it? Anyway, she gets into this other, like, complicated, she tells Sam, she's like, I'm not looking to date right now. And then she kind of talks in a circle and indicates that she is looking to date right now, but just not Sam. And Sam gets all pissed off because he's like, why would you say you're not looking to date? 
well, what you mean is you just don't want to date me. Why wouldn't you just tell me you don't want to date me? So he walks away. We'll presumably never see Sam again. Good riddance. Uh, Ruthie doesn't want a nice guy. She apparently wants a good-looking guy. But we later learn... Well, she she comes... So Ruthie comes into the camp casa, and she sits down with Annie. um, And I don't know how Annie... Knows this? Detects this, but she's like... And he's like, I don't think you want to go out with Jack because you like Jack. I think you want to go out with Jack because you saw that Meredith went out with Jack. And when Meredith went out with Jack, Martin started noticing her. And I think you want to go out with Jack so that Martin will notice you. And she's like, because Martin, like, oh, because Annie tells the boys, she's like, just be nice boys and girls will like you. And Ruthie's like, that's not true, you know. And Annie is like, well, Martin is a nice boy. And she's like, but also look at Martin. And Annie's like, yes, Martin is a good looking boy. So... Kind of through this, like, weird conversation where Annie is like, oh, you're just using, like, Meredith dated Jack, and now Meredith is dating Martin. So you think if you date Jack, you'll date Martin. And you're just using Jack to get to Martin. And Ruthie's like, yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) And, I mean, we've seen a few glimpses of the, like, budding romance or, like, Ruthie pining after Martin. But um, I guess this is the first time she actually sort of affirmatively admits it. And Annie's like, well, good thing I have this really strange intuitive reasoning. Um, and that's kind of where we end off with Ruthie. Like, we just learn that, oh, she's actually after Martin. Um, so Martin has his own problems, which tie into Simon's issues, which... So when we come back from the, the cold open, Simon and the Camerons are at the, the, the kitchen table, and they're fighting over... Well, they're not really fighting because no. the the, yeah. the Rev and Annie are just like, no, we're not paying for Rose to live at your apartment. She needs to move out now. And, and Simon, Simon, who does not like Rose, is like, okay. okay, yeah, that's great. I'll go tell her to move out now. So they, she, he goes back home. He tells her, oh, my parents want you to leave. But Rose, who's the worst character in history. She's like, you're a grown-ass man. And he's like, yeah, but I'm a grown-ass man who's financially dependent on my parents who pay for this apartment. So, bye. But she's not going to leave. She's like, well, doesn't matter. I'm still staying. She, like, continues to, like, paint she's her like nails. squatting. Yeah. Um, and he's clearly, like, upset about this. Uh, Simon and Annie. Uh, Simon and Annie. Annie gets suspicious that, um... Well, she keeps calling yeah. Simon's apartment, and Rose keeps answering the phone. And I guess Annie just hangs up whenever Rose answers the phone. But Annie's like, oh, she hasn't moved out yet. The Rev is like, oh, he only got home a few hours ago. She could be in the process of moving out. Um, and Annie's like, no, I think that Simon just accepted our response of saying that Rose needs to move out because he knew that she hadn't, like, the whole plan all along was that she never was going to move out. So the Rev is like, okay, I will go there and make Rose move out or something. Well, first he calls, and Sandy is at the apartment for no Even though reason. she lives in Rose's yeah. apartment now. Um, well, they were studying or something. Yeah. And Rose, um, Rose is like, well, you know, I don't think that it should matter what you have to say. And he's like, well, why don't you hear me out and we'll see what happens. Um, and like, Rose is like, okay. Um, and they're like, keep on trying to like shoehorn in like Sandy into like the periphery of everybody else. Well, I don't know exactly. Like Sandy brings, Sandy brings up something to Simon about how she, this might have been in the last episode, but something about how she kind of wants to talk to the Rev. No, it was this she, episode. Okay. She says, okay, so she's like, oh, Martin won't talk to me. I need to talk to someone about what's going on because, like, at this point, we we learned in the last episode she feels very alone. And Simon's like, okay, 
I'll reach out to Martin for you and get Martin to call you. And he's like, if you want to talk to my dad, whatever, I guess you can do that. No, but, he doesn't want oh, that. He yeah, doesn't oh, want he that does, at all. Okay, he does not want Sandy. I guess because he wants Martin to be able to tell the Camerons about what's going on rather than have Sandy kind of, um, like, it's, I don't know. I don't, as far like, as the Camdens go, I think this is Martin's obligation to tell the Camdens yeah. about because they don't know Sandy and there's no connection. Yeah. So if Martin wants to talk about it with the Camdens, then I feel like that's on him. But like Sandy's just like, oh, it's a reverend. I want to talk to him. Um, there's just no I, I just feel like like Ruthie keeps on asking about Sandy when like there's no re- reason to. And he's like, now I want to know what's going on with Sandy again. Like there's no connection between them. But for some reason, well, because because at the kitchen table before Simon returns back to his apartment to tell Rose she has to move out. They ask, like, oh, does uh, you spent, you know, after the social, you spent a few hours alone talking to Sandy. Does Rose know about that? Is she okay with that? And Simon is like, yeah, she's just got some stuff she wants to talk about or whatever. So that's what is giving them the impression that something is going on with Sandy. But, again, she's not anyone that they has been in their lives. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's like, Simon's friend from school that they have literally – she came over to their house once for, like, lunch, and that was it. So – they're so focused on whatever's going on with Sandy, but that's not really, like, it's mis... I don't know, it seems out of place because yeah. they don't really know her, and if Simon's just like, yeah, I have a friend at school who has this going on, it's, it just doesn't seem like they should be so concerned. But maybe they think that whatever's going on with Sandy has something to do with Simon? I don't know. Well, they're clearly shipping Sandy and Simon. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, but maybe... But they only, like, mar- it seems they only, like, marginally prefer Sandy yeah. anyway. They seem to not really be thrilled with her either. So, Sandy's whole thing is, I'm pregnant, and that's the worst thing that can happen to anyone. So, like, where Simon's kind of stressed out about this Rose moving in thing, she's like, it's not as bad as, not- as me being pregnant. And he's like, well, this is a problem in my life. And he's like, and don't you see, if my parents know that you're pregnant... They'll come here and they'll be like, oh, well, if Simon and Rose live together, they'll get pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> Neither of the girls can see that as being a logical step in, like, their Well, thinking. I mean, it is, like, it, like, isn't you can live with someone yeah, and, just, and not but get like, pregnant. But, like, in Seventh Heaven verse, that's yeah. clearly all that you can do. Um, when they're sharing a twin bed, they, like, who knows? What's like, they happen? don't even need to have sex. Yeah. It, just, it just happens. It just happens. Um, but basically, the Rev shows up and he, he has, like, kind of like a counseling session at their, like, small table in Simon's apartment with Simon and Rosie. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to stop. I, I can't. I can't. Every time I say it now, I kind of want to say Rosie, too, because it's a stupid review. No, they're excellent. Keep them coming. <laughs> Rose, um, but Rose is of the... She doesn't think that, like, Simon wanting her to leave is genuinely coming from Simon. And Simon just needs to say with his own mouth... I don't like you. And I don't Get out of my you, life. And I don't want you here. So she goes off, and the rabbi's like, I can't believe you agree with me. And he's like, I never wanted here in the first place. She kind of just moved in. But he still is apparently in love with her, and he still wants to marry her. But again, I, we don't see why there's any connection between them. Right. And, and, and he wants to marry her so much so that he goes out... This is like his grand plan yeah. to get Rose to move out. Simon comes back and he's like, oh, I can't, you deserve a nice ring or whatever and I can't afford it right now, but I have the credit. And he pulls out a ring and 
uh, Rosie is all excited, and I guess she's going to move out now because she got a ring. So that's confir- that's how that works. That's confirmation that like they're going to stay together. And I was like, okay, if he disappears in the middle of the night, you'll still have a ring, and you won't have him. But that's what guess- Simon should do. He should just run away. And I guess the like funny part of this episode or whatever is that while that scene is happening, right afterwards. The Rev and Annie are like, we have faith in him again. He's making good decisions. He'll finally figure out that he doesn't want to marry her and he won't marry her. But on the other side, he's just proposed, like, actually, like, giving her a ring. And some, just, some I mean, I'll have musings on this another time, but just, like, it, it also, this is, like, a close-knit family. Mm-hmm. And you would think that Simon would be more, like, obviously he's done things that his parents have disapproved of before in the past. But he still seems to, like, value their opinions and, like, he's just living his life slightly different from the way they'd like him to. But also, you would think that in the Camden family, especially with Simon, that if his family didn't like the person that, like, his significant other, that he might step back and be like, well, why don't they like her? What, like, what am I getting from this relationship? Whatever. But he's just, like, full steam ahead and he seems miserable in doing so. Yeah, I know. And there's absolutely no logical basis for this relationship to continue or for him to be taking the actions that he's taking um and everyone hates rose rose sucks uh boycott rose boycott rose rose is canceled hashtag cancel cancel rose Um, anyways then there's lucy who is like reveling from the great success of the church social because i guess some single women got set up with some single men and people like her again people like her and this young girl comes to Lizzie. Lizzie comes to the church or her house. No, I she, forget. she, comes she to, calls. She calls, and she's like, "No, she." Well, she calls her, and then she calls, and they set up a meeting. Yeah, and then in person, Lizzie is like, "Oh, I've been attending your abs." So Lizzie is like in high school. She's one of the teen girls in Lucy's like abstinence class or safe sex class, whatever it is, uh, and she's like. Uh, tells a story of how she's been with her boyfriend or whatever and then once upon a time they had sex and then they kept having sex and oh and now she's pregnant and she needs to tell her parents and Lucy goes into like a spiral over like oh I just was getting more confidence in my job and this was the one thing that I was really sure about I really thought I was getting through to these teenage girls about like either like well abstinence or safe sex or something but now this girl's pregnant and i'm a failure and i hate everything so i talked to this i talked with Aaron about this while we were watching it but lucy's entire spiel like during her class is basically like um you don't need to have sex for your person to like for your person to love you you should love yourself and you shouldn't use like sex as a way to like um have confidence or anything like that like keeps like keeps like i don't know keep someone around like Oh, I'm going to leave you if you don't have sex with me. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to do that if you don't want to. I think her message is, like, if you want, if or you're sure that you want to have sex, then go ahead and do it. But if it's something that's being pushed by the other partner, and then don't just, like, like kind value of... Like, yourself yeah, value yourself more. value yourself, exactly. And know that that's not all you're good for. And she's, like, kind of, like, pushing for, like, plans about people being into, in serious, like, sexual relationships later on in life. And, like, you know, going to college, having a career, etc. But I just think she's a really bad example of that given what we know about her. I mean, obviously, these teen girls don't know anything about her. Yeah. But well, I mean, they do, because but, she's, like, the pastor's daughter or whatever, or whatever, the Rev's daughter. So everybody knows everything about her, because she's a minister's kid. But, like, her... A PK, his- the preacher's kid. Her her history is that... Um, well, hold, she got into a seminary 
in New like one of the best seminaries in but in New York. But then she left that seminary because, because she broke up with Jeremy. Yeah, so that was around a boy. Then she met Kevin, who moved out to like California for her. And as soon as they got engaged, she was like, "I want to drop out of school." And then as soon as she got pregnant again, she was like, "I want to drop out of school." But and the, Kevin was the one who was like, yeah. "No, you started this. You're gonna finish it." Um, and like. Really, Kevin sort of forced her to. Well, Kevin said, "Like, oh, we're not going to get married, married if you don't until school. you finish yeah. school." But then they did anyway, and then they, he didn't say, "Like, we're not going to have a baby until you finish school," but because she graduated while she was pregnant in the backyard. But like the point is as that you do. she's not a good example of this. So if I was a girl in this class, I'd be like, how can you say any of these things? When, You're such a hypocrite. When all of like your entire life has been about like finding a, a guy and like, yeah, you now you have it all. You're married, you have a career and you have a baby and you're doing all of it. But like your path has not been the right one. Unless it's like a do as I say, not as I do, or use me as an example of things not to do. Also, but I mean, she's like got a career now and like supporting her. Well, I don't know. Kevin's got all his money, but she's she's the working woman, and like the roles are a little bit reversed in the the family that she's got going now. But also, she, anytime she faces any adversity at work, she's like, I need to quit, and it's like that's not how life works. And sometimes jobs are hard, and it sucks, but. You don't just get to quit every time that you have a problem. I wish. <laughs> but the point is that, like, she thinks she's a failure and because of this one girl who has turned out to be pregnant. And she thinks that she should have been the one that's quitting instead of Kevin. And because Kevin's so good at parenting, Kevin's so good at his job, Kevin's so good at everything, but she's the one that sucks. Um, she goes to the Rev, and the Rev's like, you have to do this yourself. I'm not going to help you with it. And when it's her turn to go talk to the parents and kind of break this news, she gets, like, a stroke of luck, basically, because the girl ends up not being pregnant. Right. But she ends up helping anyway in that, like, the parents are letting her, letting Lizzie get away with too much. So she's like, you need to be more parent. Which, again, is not her place at all. No. I, I mean, because the things that Lucy enumerates of, like, what the parents are letting Lizzie get away with, they're like... They let you go camping with your boyfriend overnight, and she's like, and sometimes he stays over here overnight, and I'm like, if her parents are letting her boyfriend stay over in their house overnight, then that's their business, and it's obviously something they're okay with, and that's not, that's like an internal family dynamic, like, it's not like she's like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like she's like sneaking her boyfriend in, it seems like her parents are aware of it, and if that's, like, that's their deal if they're okay with that if they're like more like those parents like do it in the house if you're gonna you know yeah. don't go like have sex in the park and get arrested <laughs> like just do it in the house just okay. so, <laughs> well, I don't know, well like <laughs> yeah no but the thing is that lizzie's looking for that kind of guidance and yeah that kind lizzie of wants which is like again this farce that seventh heaven perpetuates about high school students wanting structure in their life because who was the other person who was like my parents someone yeah that, that ago, girl that girl that had one, the parent who tried to make out with the yeah rev. yeah oh oh god what was her Su- susan no susanna susanna i think it was susanna's mother yes it yeah. was susanna she mother. was like oh i have no structure in my life and i'm like literally said no preteen or teenager ever uh but anyway so lucy like you know gets lucky there and doesn't have to have that uncomfortable conversation but But when she returns home well her and kevin have a little bit of a tiff about no they've made up by now this is yeah they're like i don't know whatever and then there's a knock at the door and it is martin and martin tell asks lucy like i'd like to speak with you alone so kevin exits and they sit down at the 
kitchen table, and Martin is like, well, I have a problem, like, Sandy and I, well, and he's, like, stumbling over his words, and he's like, well, let's see, we had sex once, and it seems I'm going to be a father, and Lucy is like, okay, I can do what I can to help you, I obviously can't go back in the past and change what's happened, but um, whatever you want me to, like, if you want me to be there for you going forward as you tell your parents or my parents or whoever you're going to tell next or whatever, Lucy is just like, okay, I am here to support you with whatever you choose to do next. And the episode ends, and I guess that's nice because Lucy didn't like... I would expect in a situation like this with someone so close to the family that Lucy might like freak out and be like, yeah. mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? How could you do this? And like, whatever. But And also he asks her in like he's like can I tell you this in confidence and mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe for a second that Lucy could get, like Keep Simon secret. for sure like Simon yeah. already knows and hasn't told anyone but uh yeah like I wouldn't tell Lucy anything that I didn't want anyone else to know so obviously Martin will imminently be sharing this news with everyone else so we upload new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday so you can follow the drama of season 10 as it unfolds what will happen Will Sandy give birth to a human baby or a lizard baby? Uh, Will will Martin and Meredith stay together? Meredith wasn't in this episode at all, so I think we've seen the last of her. Um, Will Ruthie throw a curveball into the mix? um, Will Ruthie be angry AF at Martin for this? Yes. Um, So get all that good news every Wednesday and Saturday at soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Apple iTunes podcast app and at stitcher.com. We upload social media things on facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And our handle on Instagram and Twitter is at CamdenCastShow. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is CamdenCast. And we'll continue to be CamdenCast. (laughs) 